The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Sharp Tank. No jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. And today, I got my man in here, man. Excited to have you here, man. It's, it feel, I feel the energy, man. Yeah, I got yeah. Screwface Gene in the building today, in the man. Building. How you feeling, bro? I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. I appreciate you, you it. You in our spirits today? Oh, yeah. I appreciate good, the man. opportunity to come out here, man. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. So you are a, not only a YouTuber, you, you rap. Yeah, yeah. I do uh, both, basically, full time. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, I do YouTube and things like that, media, you know, and I know it's hard to juggle even that per se in just a personal life mm. how do you juggle both of those um, like trying to rap like i have a rap career in yeah you know, trying to juggle being even on youtube well i started out as a just a rapper first like um like all throughout high school and stuff and i did my thing and i was like a big local artist and stuff but then it was really when i started doing the youtube like the reactions and stuff that started getting um more people to know me outside of just like what kind of content were you making i was doing reaction videos um and really the reason why i decided to do that was because i really just wanted to give my opinion on music because i would see other reaction videos on youtube yeah but and there'd be a lot of people who didn't do music and there'd be certain things i'd be like oh you're not even catching this part or doing this part so i was just like let me do it from the perspective of an artist so i just started doing it and it kind of just took off from there a little bit so it was really just what I wanted to do, but the original question of how I juggle it is not easily is the easiest way to answer that, I guess. Right. It's just a, it's a, <laughs> for, you're forever working. <clears throat> There's never really an off button. Yeah. So like you, you can't don't really, never have no, you don't never, you tell me Screwface don't find any time to himself? Oh yeah, uh, I find time to myself, but it's, the problem with doing it like a lot by yourself is that in order to do one thing, you gotta shut off another thing. Like, so like, when I want, when I go like, I wanna go super hard in my music, then I gotta kinda like slow down on how hard I go on my reaction videos or how much content I put up, cause I have two channels. Then when I wanna do the more reactions, I gotta slow down the music. Then when I wanna find time by myself, I kinda have to slow down both. So it's like, it's just a juggling act. So I do find time by myself, but yeah. n- not a lot, honestly, not a lot. <laughs> If I can be honest, not not as much as I want. Where did you go to school, man? I went to school in Nebraska, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska. I didn't go to, yeah, I didn't go to college. Bro, tell me, I, I'm sure, <clears throat> I'm sure you had to be one of the only people on the Browner side around that thing. It was like from elementary school to middle school I was, yeah. but then right when high school hit, it wasn't like that. I, there's like actually a lot of black people and brown people in Nebraska. Uh, most of the time when I tell people I'm from Nebraska, they're like, you're from what? Like they don't even know what it is. But like originally I was, my parents are from Nigeria yeah. and they just came to Nebraska just basically to give birth to me. I really like 
grew up my first like four, five, four or five years in Nigeria, and then I moved to Nebraska. So we was basically so we could be like American citizens and stuff like that. We wouldn't have to go through the immigration process like so that. Wait, I'm I'm lost. You said that they gave birth to you in Nebraska. Yeah. Or? So like. My mom was pregnant. They came, they flew to Nebraska because my dad was okay. going to school there. Okay. And they gave birth to me in Kearney, Nebraska. Right. And then before even, I think I was one years old, we were in Nigeria. So, so like, you guys moved back. Yeah, okay. moved That's back. That's why I was trying to pick up on the yep. story. Yeah. And then I was like there till I was five. And then we flew back. And like I still remember learning English, which is like, crazy thing but like yeah. it's technically english is technically my second language but i don't really remember my ebo as much as i i want to yeah but i could still understand it and like speak like have a little bit of conversation with it yeah. but yeah basically that's uh i don't remember the original question now. i just kind of got in my zone now. no no <laughs> hey i'm here listen man we're here to learn about you that's what oh yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Sharp Tank's based on is just bringing people through and, you know, real talk and just, you know, get to know you, man. Yeah, like, open up. It's okay. That's what yeah. they want to know. They don't want to just hear the bullshit. Yeah. They want to hear the real shit. Yeah. You know, I do too. Facts. So, you know, you and your family, like, <clears throat> so they didn't even put you, when you was in school, they ain't put you in one of them classes since you didn't know, they you did. know, yeah, where they, you kind of went to a special, it's like 13, 14 of y'all. Like, yeah, just, I had to go to like the ELL classes, like the language classes. Now, yeah. I would have regular classes. But I had to take, like, learning English classes and be on some of the classes with, like, it wasn't even, like, 13 people because you got to think it's, like, Nebraska, too, so the population ain't that much. So it's really, like, yeah. five people in the right. classroom. And when I when I came to Nebraska as a kid who spoke Igbo, it, was, it wasn't like there was a lot of other... Ebo. Yeah, or like Smells diversity. Like, like emo. Yeah. Like, I, think, I speak emo. Like, more I start speaking emo, like, I, I ain't trying to joke, but I'm just nah, like, like, you know, yeah. before I start, I stop speaking emo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, everybody, it was just like me in a classroom a lot of the times with learning, like, how to speak English and stuff like that. And, yeah. But then, I mean, I speak it pretty well now, I think, so. Were you fucking around with music and shit like that then, or you? Yeah, like, I've been listening. Or were you a late bloomer? Yeah, well, like, I've always been doing music because my older brother was doing music, and he was big in, like, Nebraska coming up, like, just very locally, like, kind of more in, like, the high school stuff, and I just looked up to him, and uh, and he taught me everything about it, so I've always been inside doing music, even when I didn't even know how to speak English. I would just be trying to figure out how, that's a lot of the way I did learn English was listening to music and watching TV. It was like, I learned more than uh, from that than the classes I would take and stuff like you that. You know why? And I, I could hit it on the head or not, but it's because you were interested. Yeah. In what, like you were entertained by what you were seeing, you know, that's or hearing, like even in the radio. So it taught you because you start liking either melodies on the radio or you like the show that you were watching. And you're like, man, I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to say. Yeah. You know, so absolutely. I feel like that's why I taught you because you were interested. Yeah. That's the easiest way to learn is when you're actually like care about what you're learning. That's uh, so like when you're in the class and they're making an assignment, yeah. it, you, you kind of shut off. But when you're listening to a song over and over because you like it, 
you learn the words and what they mean quicker. That's how I've always been. So like I've I've had a a way where I listen to music like to this day and I learn lyrics fast because I listen to the lyrics and it's just something that's never gone away from. What kind of music do you listen to like on your own? Like you know what I'm saying, just music when you're riding, other than you know maybe. I mean, I I'm not saying you don't listen to your own music, but you yeah. obviously hear it enough when you're in the studio and you're making it. Yeah. So what type of music does Screwface like on his own time? Like, just what are you into? What genre? Uh, Hip-hop uh, is my main genre. Like, I'm hip-hop 100 through, 100% through. Last, because I seem like you, 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 you it's kind oh, yeah. of abroad for you. you I, like listen to, I listen to, like, I grew up listening to Blink-182 also and, like, a lot of the stuff that I didn't really have picks when I came to America and stuff, but like I grew up listening to hip hop, but I listened to a lot of other stuff. My music taste is very eclectic, if yeah. you should say. It's yeah. very yeah. like broad, but it's main it's mainly hip hop. Like so it's that's basically what I'll be listening to in my car or if I'm riding around, it's it's gonna be some sort of hip hop. It's probably gonna be some Jay Z's my favorite artist, so it'd be like Jay-Z. Oh. Yeah, and then yeah. probably, I do listen to a lot of new stuff too, so there's this artist I just found named One Take Timmy. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he's dope. He's from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, I just got onto his stuff, but that's, I've been listening to him. I listen to a lot of UK rap too. Like, hey, I ain't gonna lie, they should be fire. Yeah, like Fredo, they Dave. They should be low-key fire over there. I yeah. ain't gonna lie, they be, they be snapping. Yep. I'll be like, damn, okay. Yep. I don't know if it's the accent that's doing it or what. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just, it hits a little different. Like, yeah. and I understand what he's saying. So, it like, it's, I, I like UK rap. I ain't gonna lie. Mm -hmm. it's, it's dope. Different. When At first, I was, I had a hard time listening to it because of the accents. Yeah. But once I started, like, let me just actually listen to this. I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is super hard. Like, so yeah. there's, I, I listen to actually a lot of UK rap now, almost probably equal to as much American rap as I listen to. So I got a lot of- uh, You go to college? Nah, never did. No? I went straight, I knew I was always, I, I always knew I was gonna do some sort of entertainment. So it was gonna be, I was always gonna do music especially. So I, instead of going to college, Straight from high school, I started going, doing shows and doing tours and stuff. So like right, the year I graduated, I opened up for Young Jeezy at, in Lincoln at the Pershing Auditorium. And then it just started going from there. So I kind of used those years as my college to what I do now. And that was before anybody really knew who I was, especially outside of Nebraska or something like that. So. I always say I didn't go we to college. We never knew too many niggas from Nebraska. Yeah, nah. You really not. <laughs> not it. I just had to throw that out there, yeah. bro. Like, a lot of niggas would be like, yeah, I'm for real with it. Like, we been doing hip hop. Hey, man, we been doing rap. Hey, man, we do all this shit up here. But I do feel it. It's it's, it's everywhere. Huh? Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Little do people know. Yeah. It's definitely not easy to uh, get something started like that in Nebraska because you are 100% right. It's not known for that so it's like it, you're pushing against the grain a little bit when you do that so like it's even harder for like when i was living in nebraska it was even harder for us as hip-hop artists to book venues or do stuff like our rock like there'd be people that were smaller than me because i was a very i was put in the paper for being the first local artist that sold out a show there 
So I was decently big out there. And there would be rock groups that were way smaller than me. And they would have no problem booking events. But if you were a hip-hop group, you had to, like, not... When you were booking the venue, you'd have to, like, act like you weren't hip-hop. Like, you'd have to say, like, you were different music and then just kind of let them find out once you Why start playing. Why is that? It was, like, especially when I first started, it's a lot better now, but, like, when I first started, it was... They're not used to it. It's not... It, it's so new that it pushed against the grain a lot. Um, a lot of the stuff we were doing. And the other, like songs that came from Nebraska before that were very just like about the football teams and wasn't like really pushing against any grain when we really came out and we're like nah we want to do real hip hop we're going to be cursing we're going to be ooh up the band put all this on our music and whatever that starts pushing against they don't like that because they've kept it out for so long but this was in the er this is like 2011 12 type stuff like that so yeah. it's like it's gotten a lot better now there's a lot. So you're saying they wasn't accepting of that shit out oh, there. No, like, no. That was and anybody's, black guys? Yep. Rap? <laughs> cursing? <laughs> no. And anybody who says no. they were is lying. That is, nope. They actually, yeah. it was hard. It was very hard coming up. Very hard. So, yeah, yeah the struggle had to be real. Oh, yeah. When you, <clears throat> when you broke out, like, you made a move and you got to go other places, you see how, like, did you feel like it was a little easier? You're like, damn, hold on. Like, oh, they'll actually 100%. let me perform over here? Like, yeah. They'll uh, let a nigga in? Like, <laughs> it was, like, I moved to uh I don't got to have West edited Coast. music. What? Like, I can just say, where a motherfucker ain't got to have no edited music. Yeah, like, facts. I can just come in there and play my shit. Exactly. I get more love. I got more love early when I was outside of Nebraska than when I was actually in Nebraska. Like, even now, I get recognized and stopped a lot more. I live in Vegas, and I get stopped yeah. a lot more in there than I ever get stopped when I was in um, Nebraska and stuff like that. People are like, yo, you're screwing. And I also think a lot of that comes from just people growing up with you, so maybe they, they look at you a certain way or... Obviously, there's the, like that jealousy too that comes with it sometimes when it's like, oh, why did he get up there? Like we grew up together. How come he got up there and I'm here? So let me just it's always hate on been him. that effect yeah. on that why him and not me. That me exactly. It, it burns him. Yeah. So that's why. I, that's another reason I just had to move too. Like once I really started taking off with the uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. I moved to the West Coast. I was just like, yeah, that's enough. I'm, I think I've maxed out with everything I wanted to do here. I still go back and do shows and stuff like that, but I Well, just... it seems like your YouTube videos have exploded over the last five years. Yeah, yep. You know, um, what's that. that been like for you, just that transition? At first, um, at f it's I guess it's, oh, it's still crazy, but at first it was extra crazy because I had never experienced something like that before and I, that was like something that I was grinding for for so long and I I guess I experienced micro versions of it through the local scene yeah. but it was nothing like when I dropped a song and it got like a million views and I was like whoa what is what's going on right here so it's like it's the big influx you. yeah and you got to learn how to handle it almost you gotta i'm still learning how to handle it and stuff like you gotta learn what you can say what you can't say mm. who you can respond to who you can't respond to because in the beginning i'm still trying to get better at this when i get like a negative comment or something i'm yeah. i'll go right back and forth with them and yeah. i gotta learn like that's not 
great to do. It gets it gets to you sometimes. Yeah, though. I get it. It's like mental. you you still human. We're still human. You're not always gonna have a great day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Fact. So you know when you get on sometimes and you see that bullshit, you be like, man, what you what you on? Like yeah. what you want to do? Like and it kind of. <laughs> and little do you know, like they really just wanted you to acknowledge them. Yep. And that be your friend, bro. It'll throw you off and make you kind of feel dumb. Yeah, exactly. Was this something that you always wanted to do? Like the music or the video, like the reaction videos? Like the reaction videos. The reaction videos was actually something I enjoyed doing because I looked at it as just an evolution of when I would be sitting in the car with the homies or with my brothers and we'd be discussing music and debating because that's all I would do, especially like growing up. But like as we grow up and we move from each other and stuff like that, you don't, or people get, you get busy and stuff, you don't get the time to do that. So I kind of looked at my reactions as a chance to just like kick it and talk about music with the fans. And it was really just giving my reaction. I was doing it before my page was even monetized. So I was just doing it for the, I was doing like, there was times I was doing seven videos a day before my page was monetized. Just on some, I didn't have nothing else to do at the time. I was really like on my wits end with the whole like this, this gotta pop off. Like I've been grinding and invested for so long that, you know, I'm becoming an adult. I got, this has to work. And it really did. So I really was just like, let me just put my head down and push and that's kind of what got me here. And I'm not even acting like I'm like, I've blowed up or nothing, but it's a s gradual grind upward. So like, it feels What's good. some of your most proudest reaction videos you feel like you've made up to date? Like some of you be like, man, I know I'm putting some work in this one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, and it probably, it, I had something to where it's like, it didn't even get as many views as you wanted it to, but you're like, damn, I kind of put. That's a good question. Yeah, I put some. I put some work in this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Dang, there's a there's a couple of those. I've done so many videos that it's like I gotta like think. But like, um, one that just sticks out to you. At least two. I want two. Damn, I've never even sat back and thought. Two that you like, was like, man, I really put some work into this one. Yeah. And it's like you don't get to really dwell on it because you're like, I gotta move on to the next one. Like, yeah. Can't sit here and let this put my wave down. Okay, so I just did a video. Okay, that's a good question. I just did a video about uh, when MG when Jack Harlow dropped the They Don't Love It. Yeah. And he said he was the best white rapper. And then MGK came back and dissed him on the um, Renegade Freestyle. Yeah. I did a video that was like Jack Harlow versus MGK, but it wasn't a it wasn't a reaction video. Like I wouldn't react to the songs. I was just like breaking it down and like give my opinion, but I was putting like edits in it. Like I don't usually do that. So I was putting like a bunch of different edits in it. And that one actually got a lot of love. And I was super proud of that one. That was like, I don't usually go back and watch my own reactions, but that was like a piece of content that I went back and rewatched myself. Cause I was like, yo, that was dope. Like just at yeah, the end, like, right. I did a good job <clears> on that When one. you turn it off, you're like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> like that was just fire, yeah. yeah like that was yeah. one of those ones that even if it would not have got a bunch of views, I was just happy I did it. I got a couple more like that, but I, it's hard to like think off the top of my head, which are like that. A lot of the times when my favorite stuff to cover is like, like battles and stuff like, you know, when two rappers go at it and they're like dissing each other and stuff like that. That's always good content. Yeah. It's yeah, always good. Controversy always good kind of sales, man. Yeah, it's, facts. I'm a, I'm a huge battle rap fan. Yeah. So 
I I mean, you can't really react to battle rap stuff because <clears> they'd be like some of your favorite battle raps. Some of my favorites. Yeah, you like watching. Oh wow, that's we could be here all day with that. Um, Come on, man, you got my a couple favorite, at the top, man. Yeah, my favorite. I'm obviously like Smack URL. That's what I watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, they and, go crazy over there. I think Loaded Lux, all them yep. dudes. Yeah, one of crazy. my favorites would be Chess versus um, Easy to Block Captain. That's a crazy battle. Uh, dang, off the top. Um, let me think of some. Some I haven't even got the chance to watch the battles I wanted to, like as much as I wanted to. I'm cool with the battle rapper Nun Nun. He's like he's white. And uh, he's from, I think he's from North Carolina. And uh, I actually, he flew me out to, like, I came out to a battle one time. Uh, and uh, he was battling, uh, who was he battling? I can't remember who was battling, but it was just, w the event was so dope. It was my first time coming to a live event. And I saw, like, a whole bunch of battles. So I would have to say, like, that trumps all the, all the ones I've watched. Even if it was, like, a super dope battle. Yeah, there's something about being there live that's just like way better. So like those would probably be my top battles. All the battles from that event, and I can't remember where the event was either. I'm high. I can't remember. No. What? It was Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a battle Arizona. Uh, uh, traffic three. That's what it was. There we go. Appreciate it. Yeah, Loda Lux, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like watching that dude. That dude's exactly. entertaining. He be talking. When he, he brought out the him. casket on the boy, brought yeah. him to his funeral, I was like, yeah. these niggas get animated. It I was like, <laughs> they really put in effort into how they're about to come at you. Like, it's crazy. It's like, yeah, you really got to have a mindset on you as a battle rapper. Oh, yeah. Like, you really got to think outside oh, yeah. the box because you about to try to come, like, and embarrass this man. Like, Facts. Yeah. stripping yep. in front of a crowd. like The crazy part, I always look at battle rap, too, is that, because I've done battles also, like an, on stage and stuff, the thing is, like, how much content they have to memorize. Nobody. It wasn't nobody that anybody knew. It doesn't matter. Have you ever really, like, just oh, yeah, buried him? Yeah, yeah. Just I went buried him. Plenty. It doesn't plenty matter, people. bro. Like, you say you touch the space, you touch the space. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I jumped on the stage and battled. Like I've battled a lot of people on tracks and stuff. That's easy. But I've jumped on stage. There's this tournament in Kansas that um, the winner got to open up for uh, Nipsey Hustle, and this was back. Rest in peace to Nipsey. Did you win? I did win it. And the messed up <laughs> part was I don't even know if I want to shout out the promoter because he kind of did me dirty, but he did the event. And Nipsey never came. So, and they never hit us up and never did anything like that. It's, and I, I was driving from Nebraska to Kansas like every night because it was like a tournament. So you had to like beat How four people. It was horrible. It was like, it's, a, it's not a, the longest drive, but like. How long? How many hours? It's like, how long is the drive from Kansas to? It's like three hours. Oh, that's a push, man. You get on the phone for a couple minutes, man, you chop it up, you yeah. get a blunt before you know what you're there. Yeah, facts. But the thing that made it bad is, like, when you're going in for a battle, even though I'm confident I'm going to win, I'm like, I could smoke all these people, it's like, it's that chance, like, man, if, if we lose coming back and we drove, all like, all this way to do this and we got to the thing, but I had enough confidence that obviously I got to the end, but it, it gave me some a little buzz locally and a little battle scene in Kansas. Think for, you, for think you was AI ready? Think I was for the stage, like the big yeah, stage. Big nah. stage. I respect that too much. Like the some shit you just don't fuck. with. Yeah, up. like there's some, some things shit you just, just look don't at. mess with, bro. It's just 
you kind of you can talk about it, but then when you be like, hey, will you ever feel like you was ready? Hell no, I don't feel yeah. like I was ready for anything like yeah. that. Yeah. How did you get the name Screwface Gene? Like, how did that even come about? Well, the movie, oh, okay, it's kind of a long, I've, when I was in Nigeria, my dad went to America for a little bit. Like, he was doing school and stuff, so, like, he left us there, made sure we are good, and then he went back to America, got his education and stuff. So he, But when he came back, he came with these boxes, and in these boxes, they were, like, what represented America. So it was, like, boxes of candy. Like, in this, we're kids from the village in Nigeria. We've never seen this stuff other than, like, maybe on certain TVs and stuff, and, like, but we're, there was like candies. I remember like Snickers, seeing Snickers for the first time, M&Ms and stuff like that. I was like, what? And then he had a bunch of movies that he had videotaped. And one of them was um, Steven Seagal's Mark for Death. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it was... With Screwface in there. Exactly. So With the dreads. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Screwface with the dreads. Yep. Screwface! Yeah. <laughs> I remember that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that shit. Yeah, facts. I remember that shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Then he had like a twin brother or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he had a, a a twin brother in that movie. That I think he the one of the coldest yeah, villains of all time. Yeah, middle on scroll. Yeah, fans. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had the movie. He played the movie, and when I watched the movie, I, I was like a little kid, like a little kid. I used to get nightmares of Screwface, like the the yeah. villain, because I was obviously too young to be watching that. So as I Grew up and we went to America and stuff. I started doing music and I was in a rap group and I had like <laughs> a stupid name called like Ace or something like that, right? Yeah. And when I split up from the rap group, I was like, I want to change my name. I want to change every. I want to do something by myself. And my older brother, cause he knew like Screwface was like a thing. Like everybody knew like Screwface was like a thing with me. And he was like, Why'd you just be Screwface? And at first I laughed like. That sound like why would I go by? But then I thought about it, and I was like, it's almost like a metaphor of like overcoming your fears because it used to be like my biggest fear, but now it's like my legacy. Yeah. So like that's why I was like, I actually really like this name. And then the the Jean people pronounce it Jean or John. I threw that in there for literally no reason. Like I I I have a great story for the screw face part but like i just needed an, there i was writing a song and i needed an extra syllable in the because i was it was like screw face mm, is a one-man band a one-man soldier it was like an old song i did when i was little and i just needed a uh an extra syllable and i always liked like why clef jean i always liked that and i was just like yeah. i'll just be jean i'll just be screw face jean and i just has been like that since then. It just stuck with me. And then, like, I also learned it was a good name because once people heard it, they didn't forget it. That was, like, something with when Tech 9 because he's, like, my mentor. But, like, when he met me and he was like, what's your name? And I said, Screwface. He looked at me and was like, I like that. And that's what... I was going to ask you, like, how did you secure, you know, features like Tech 9? And like <sighs> Tech has been my, like... Coming from Nebraska, he's from Kansas. Like we look at him like up there. Like he's like he the was locally. Popular, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, he like took over Midwest down the that Midwest. Area. Absolutely, <clears throat> we yeah, look at he him had it on lock. Absolutely, he was like, our, he was like a a legend, like the boogeyman in our in our city. Like people would be like, would have fake Tech Nine stories. They'd be like, Yo, Tech Nine will come down here in the summertime. He used to grill with us and stuff like that. And 
So it was like a crazy thing growing up. And then I remember when I started doing music, there was a company called Two in the Shirts. I don't know if anybody remembers them. Yeah, Tits. The, yeah, Tits. They were a clothing brand. And they Thank reached you, and they reached out to me and they uh did they wanted to do like a sponsorship with me. And this was like early. This is my first sponsorship or anything like that. So they gave me a bunch of the clothes and stuff and they did a show with like tech and well it wasn't a show with tech it was a show with me and um dizzy wright yeah uh, one of dizzy wright shout out dizzy yeah, wright uh, we were doing the show in can in kansas yeah because we had a song dizzy wright out of vegas he's out of vegas yeah out of vegas. we did a song uh together <clears throat> and we did a show in nebraska he's like come to kansas with us to do the show so i went down there with him uh I met Tech, but the reason Tech knew me was through the Two in the Shirts brand, cause he worked with them too. So then that's kind of how we got connected. And then when I like when he came and he talked to me, it was like you know as a kid from Nebraska in the middle, I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. So then we kind we we did a lot of shows together. Like I would open up for him. So whenever someone big came into Nebraska, I was the person who would open up for him, especially Lincoln, Nebraska. So we do a lot of shows together. And then eventually we just started growing like a relationship and he was like, bro, you got a lot of talent, a lot of skill. And this was back when I was like 18. And then when I started doing these reaction videos, cause me and him kind of like stopped talking for a while. I, I did a reaction to one of his things and he saw it and he hit me up and he was like on Instagram, he was like, yo, hit me up. I've been trying to hit you for a long time. And I realized what had happened was when he hit me up in Kansas, the number I gave him was in my ex's phone and we had broke up. So he was trying to hit, he was hitting that phone up thinking it was me. And so- It's gotta be fucked up if like the bitch didn't like you anymore and she was like, nah, yeah, this is him, but fuck <laughs> you, I don't fuck with you. I don't even rock with you. Like, just try to blow your shit up, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that. I know this is who it is, yeah. but fuck that. He ain't getting this plug today. He treated me like shit. Good, thank God she didn't do that. Ruthless, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have no, hey, man, I have no fury like a woman's scorn, Facts. bro. That is she a hot, fact. she hot, bro. She yeah. gonna act funny with it, man. So you was able to, <clears throat> anything that came through Lincoln, even if it was, let's say, a main headline or somebody yeah. like that that was looking for an opener, yep. they grabbing you off the dribble. I opened up for Kendrick Lamar on uh, the Good wow. Kid Mad City tour. I've opened up for everybody. Like I've done, I've done like six shows with MGK. Um, we did like MGK's twenty third birthday. <laughs> we booked them in Nebraska. Yeah. Um, like literally everybody. You could just name a person if they've came through. Uh, Nebraska, I probably opened even like legends like Twister and yeah, that's live. I can't even. I would literally that's live. Yeah, I couldn't even. I would have to sit back on my mental roller decks and think of everybody. Kid Ink, when uh, he was first coming out, Taylor Gang. I went on tour with Chevy Woods and stuff. Um, Ray Schremmerd, uh, a little bit of everybody. YG. Uh, yeah, a little bit of everybody. Do you <clears throat> do you have a team or do you do everything by yourself? Or I I basically do everything by myself. That's my biggest actual. I think that's the reason I I'm not to the next level that because I'm like big in my own little bubble and stuff like that. Yeah. 
but that next like outside where things like this, that's why I'm like, I'm so grateful to be here because I know that this is a big opportunity. It's like, it's no jumper. Like it's interview with Sharp. So it's like, it's a big thing. I've been watching this for a while. So those things help, but like, what was the original question? My bad. <laughs> what, what did you originally ask? You're saying like, do you have a team or do you oh, do, do everything nah. yeah, by yourself? Basically, yeah, I don't do, I don't have a team. I have to do everything by myself initially. I mean, I try. I'm like in the process of trying to grow a team. So like everything I really do besides my producer, uh, Dodo, the hit brainiac, he produces for me and he'll mix my records. And like when I go on tour, he'll be the one that'll call the venues and stuff like that. But as of late, it's really just me doing most of the stuff too. But if my team would really just be, if I had to, anybody else who does it constantly would be me and probably uh, uh, my producer. But really it's just the videos I shoot, uh, the reaction videos I shoot, I edit, I do all the thumbnails, I record the music, I uh, will shoot the video sometimes, he'll hold the camera sometimes now that I, I live out in Vegas, but I'll edit the video and then uh, Dodo will mix the audio, send it there. I'll do the artwork for all the singles. I do all the artwork for everything. And then when it comes to tour, we gotta go. That's why the problem is we gotta shut down things to do other things. So we'll be like, okay, it's time to, we gotta push more reactions. So we gotta stop doing music. So we gotta do this. Oh, we gotta start doing more music. So we gotta slow down on the reaction to do this. That's why it's hard to get a 360, but a team is the most important thing. Like. That's where one thing I need to work on. That's one thing yeah. I need to get because yeah. I'm also very used to doing everything myself, yeah. but I got to start delegating other things to other people who know other things. Yeah, yeah. and know how to really take a hold of it for exactly. you. To where it takes some of the pressure off of your back. Exactly. It's very important, man, because it's like... You got to do all of that and still try to juggle your personal life. You still got to have some type of substance to just you as yeah. a person solely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's definitely time for you to find a team to really help you go to the next level or to wherever. You, at least you can say you really tried. Absolutely. You know what I mean? At that point, like <laughs> trying it all yourself at, at the point that you're trying to go to. Mm -hmm. It, it it's going to run you dry, man. Oh, it's, it's impossible. Gonna, yeah. It's going to break you all the way down to a place that you're just, you don't want to turn it into something that you love. You don't want to turn it into resentment. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where you resent the situation because you're like, I did so much and it took so much to where I, I got fucking nowhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just, you don't even like the craft anymore. You don't want to even indulge in the conversations when you're even sitting in a fucking bar. Yeah. Yeah, you that's know? a fact. That's, it just, it, it can actually, it can game. turn you off and turn you away. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I've it, gotten there with certain things too, like certain times, and I've had to pull myself out from doing it. There'll be times like where I'll just be like, man, let me just take a break from all of this for a second. Let me not be on Twitter for a second. Let me not, um, like I haven't really ever taken a break from uploading videos, but like I took a break from up doing music for like a year almost. And it it wasn't even like an official break. I didn't go like, hey, I'm taking a break, but it just started to seem like my focus started shifting more towards doing reaction. That was last year. And it's crazy because like 
my two albums that I've dropped, uh, Slime Shady, which was like more kind of an EP mixtape thing, yeah. and um, Village Boy are over a million streams. So when I do drop music, I got a fan base that listens to it. It's just for some, and my fans have always, my music fans always tell me that I need to drop more and I just don't feed that fan base enough. So this year I've been- They like, want you on a consistent basis. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They want you on a consistent level, man. Yeah. Because I always believe, you know, uh, out of sight, out of mind, right? That's a fact, especially You know what I mean? So when you keep putting it in their face, they ain't got no choice but to take it in, you know, and want to listen. Like, and you got fans and like, man, that they want to, all they want to listen to is you. Yeah. But they're listening to the same thing over, over and, and over, over again. again. Yeah. So they're even looking for your next single. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You ain't got to always try to even put together an EP. Or exactly. Mixtape or album doesn't, but just, man, even some singles. Just yeah. drop them here and there. Every time you feel it in the studio, man, this is one I want to put and give to my fans. That's a fact. They're going to love it. <clears throat> I've been trying to work on that a lot more, and I've been, this year, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to focus on getting back to the music because I'm a musician first. Because I always look at my reactions like a musician giving his opinion on something. But yeah. if I, I got to keep that musician part. Like, this is what, that's what my passion is. That's what I love doing. The reaction is more just like I'm kicking it with the homies, talking about something music that drop or something that's going on in the uh, music you, world. Do you find yourself in this black hole of procrastination sometimes? Um, I've found that with music, yeah. yeah. I've found that with, there'll be times where I'll be like, I'll have a great idea, and I didn't used to be like this when I was doing just the music, Yeah. but I'll be like, I have a great idea, and for some reason I never get to doing it. Like I'm sitting there like, yo, that would be dope, if I had a video where I was doing this and maybe I was doing that. And then for some reason, I just never get to it. But it's like the reaction is also like my job too. More like, obviously I make a living off music too, but I make it off uh, the reaction and that comes a little easier to me. Uh, not that the music doesn't come easy, but like doing the reaction videos because I don't need a team yeah. of people. I need like a team of people to create music. I need cheap like production. A, yeah, I need like a... It's cheap production. It's yeah, quick production. Exactly. Once you get it set up and you right. invest it enough, it's it's right. very streamlined. I don't need a producer. I don't need somebody to mix and master. I don't need artwork. I mean, like I do, but not like single artwork. It's just, it's easier for me to do. But then I've also been like, I can't just focus on that because it's easier for me to do and a lot of people know me from doing that but people knew me originally for doing music so that's what I've been uh really doing I started like a new music page it's the Screwface on media and I wanted to separate the music and the reactions on two different pages just because sometimes I buried my music with my reactions like I'd like when you drop, a, and the way that the YouTube algorithm be working, they don't like that. Like when you'll drop a song and then you'll have like a certain fan base will come for the music and then I'll drop a reaction and they'll try to send like the notifications out to those people again and it's a different group of people so they don't interact the same. So YouTube takes it like, oh, people aren't don't like this video. So then it, like that used to happen to me a lot and I'd have to drop a song and wait three days and then start dropping music again. But music also works better when you drop it and let it live. Like when you drop it on a channel, cause I'm a music channel, I could drop something and then let it live for a few weeks. That'd be the only thing that you can see. So people who are coming to that page, that's what they're gonna see. But 
if I drop a song and then in a week I upload more, bless you. Thank you. Bless you. And I upload more. If somebody come, if somebody sees like, oh, I got a new song, say a, they see a tweet <clears throat> and then they run to my page, but it's buried with six new reaction videos and they never even get to the song. So I had to separate them and I've been doing like a lot of freestyles and stuff. So that's yeah. what I've been trying to get that page monetized and stuff like that. I got like 38,000 subscribers on it so far, but. You know how monetized yet? Not on the second, not on the music page. Should, I just should have added your watch hours by now. Yeah, see, I haven't. That's the problem. That's the only thing I'm still needing is the watch hours because I don't drop. I've only dropped like 36,000 followers on it, right? Yeah, 36,000. You should have found, I think it's what, anywhere from 4,000 to 7,000, Donnie? 4,000 hours, I think it is, before you monetize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 4,000 before you monetize. You should have had that easy. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's by now there. for sure. Yeah, it's for like sure. I only did like three video. I think I've only done three videos on there so far. Yeah, and they're getting like a thirty thousand, twenty thousand on my main page. If I drop it, hundred thousand easy, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. But it's like it's that restarting and moving everybody, all my music fans from one place to another, and that it's not the easiest thing, but it's a slow but easy process. I mean, yeah. slow but before Worth we get it. out of here, tell the viewers, Gene, where where are you headed? Like, what what do you want from all of this? Where can we see you? Like, what's the next step for the screw fees? Well, my <laughs> my next step is breaking out of that like YouTube niche bubble and getting more on the mainstream level of like you know on the being able to be seen by like the people like you or like yeah. the getting learned to seen by the uh, cuz you guys represent the actual industry yeah. not that you're in the industry but like when you guys do something the world will see it you know yeah. like when we do stuff our world sees it and there's a lot yeah. of people and I appreciate those people to death but I've also never been just a reactor so like things like this is the stuff that sets me aside from that stuff and I really appreciate it so the next thing is to continue doing things like this, uh, galvanize, get like a real strong team that's just focused on getting me to the next level and really learning what it takes to, like I, I know I got it to get to the next level. It's just, I can't do it by myself. So that's the next thing. <clears throat> well, my advice to you is find a team that really stands behind you, mm -hmm. willing to move behind you, you know, and put you first. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what it's really about, man. That's the only way it's gonna work. And if people wanna say, hey, well, I wanna get in the door too, well, we gotta push somebody through first. Yeah. And let have them and allow them to allow us to come through the door behind them. You exactly. know what I'm saying? That's how it goes. That's you a know? fact. And it takes a village to put people on, man. Yep. You can't, it's, <laughs> it's hard to do it by yourself. It's impossible. Like you get to a certain point where it's possible, but you're gonna run yourself ragged. Yeah, you get to a certain point though, like when you get big enough, you, you're just a brand and you need like people to push that brand. So when you're just you, you almost handicap yourself cause you, like I can't just focus on being the art and the creative of it. I gotta do all that stuff. And when you look at, when you gotta look at your music and everything from both sides of that, it's hard to just 
keep going the certain stuff. That's what builds like the procrastination. Sometimes you overthink and the stuff. Like you said, it's possible, but most people who've gone even independently have at least had two, three other people, even it's just like people that like homies or stuff that made them get to that next level. Cause we'll see people and not realize they had, like I didn't know Chance had the, the manager he used to have or the person for the longest time. It felt like it was just Chance the Rapper, like clicking upload on all his own stuff and he says, but he he had like a team too, like, and I've seen enough got of it. To. Yeah, it's real hard to not, to do it without a team basically. Big Chance shit, he had where he's at today just by his motherfucking self, hell no. Yeah. That shit took some, some planning behind him. Facts. You know what I'm Str- saying? Strategy. He ain't just playing, yeah, he ain't just playing that shit by himself. No. That's Come on, bro. Yeah. I appreciate you. Screw fees. I appreciate you. For sharp. coming through, man, and yeah. just fucking with me, man, and just sitting down, bro, and just opening up, man. Sharp to Yeah. Hopefully we can do some uh podcasts or something in the future, man. Yeah, some reaction definitely. videos or something. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Just call me, man. Shit, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Yeah, I could do this. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. I got you, man. Yeah. The sharp tank. Screw face. No jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. Hey, Donnie. Shoot us out the motherfucking gym.